Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. My name is Sam Beam, and I am super glad that you decided to join me today on this wonderful episode. This is the first, uh, this, God, this is the first full episode I've done in a long time. Uh, first of all, sorry about that. Uh, if you don't know, I really uh, had a crazy June. I had three straight weeks where I was not in the office at all. Um, and so now I am finally back in and jumping into these podcast episodes, which I just love doing. Um, and, and, and like I'll always say, these are me learning ministry as I go. And a lot of times I think they're more for me than for you guys. And, and you guys are gracious enough to listen to me as I kind of self-discover what's going on in my ministry. Um, and hopefully you're able to glean, uh, whether you're a veteran, just kind of reminiscing in some of those uh, early ideas, or, or you're a rookie and you really need to know what it's it's like. Um, I'm in my second year now of uh, preteen ministry, so uh, it's been amazing, and I don't think I could ever do any other ministry. I say that. I'll probably be somewhere at some point, but today I really wanted to dive into uh, recruitment. Um, now, uh, before that uh, really hits, I want to uh, preface a great thing for recruitment um, and just volunteers in general, and that is Global Kidman Day coming up with Kids Matter. Um, it's a really cool thing that they do each year um, where uh, everyone, they send out a uh, basically a video curriculum for a day, um, and it's on a Saturday where you gather all your volunteers, um, and you guys sit together, uh, and throughout the world, you know that you and hundreds and thousands of other churches um, are learning and growing together um, as you guys dive into Global Kidman Day together on that Saturday. Uh, the cool thing about it is that you can do it unified with everybody on that Saturday, um, or you can just do it, um, you know, whenever works for you guys. You'll get all the video curriculum and everything like that, but it's a great time to train and grow your volunteers. Global Kidman Day is a time to uh, to kind of hoorah as you go into the school year. It is in August, and I'll have all the information down below. Um, but if you are looking for a good curriculum, a way to train your volunteers, um, and you're just like, gosh, I got, I got nothing, Global Kidman Day, guys. It is a great uh, time to grow your team and grow yourself. And so with that, let's jump into recruiting because hopefully right now you are in a recruiting phase. Um, as summer hits, um, first of all, summer is kind of like, uh, the the downtime. First of all, like you have like at least eight volunteers out a week uh, at vacation, and you're like, go for it. I'm glad you're on vacation, but uh, I miss you. Uh, and, and then you know you have those people that kind of moved out over uh, you know the end of the school year. Maybe it's a senior you had that graduated, or or a family that's moving somewhere or whatever. But summer really seems kind of like the uh, the ministry low of your volunteers. And then you recruit through July so that you are ready for August. And so I really did think that this was good timing for this. Um, and also, it is something I'm doing right now. And so you know, like I said, this is me actively uh, growing and learning in ministry. But what I really wanted to take a look at is what this trend of recruitment looks like in volunteers post-COVID, because it is different. You guys are noticing there is not a church on this planet, I don't think, that has enough volunteers. And of course, this was an issue before, right? This is not a new issue, but the issue seems to have um, really strengthened itself, right? Really uh, stuck its foot in the dirt and made itself a little more resistant. Um, uh, if you know, if you're following any of the trends post-COVID, 
Um, not only did you know our church attendance drop and all of that, uh, but people stopped working. They realized, oh, I don't have to work at a job that I don't want to anymore, right? I can move. I can go elsewhere. And uh, I think that the same mentality rolled over into our church that it's like, oh, I don't have to do this uh, out of uh, duty anymore. Uh, so here's a few of the trends I've noticed. Um, and then we're going to dive into these ideas. So first, like I said, less volunteers. I think in general we have less volunteers. I think back to when I inherited this ministry, I think I had uh, close to 60 volunteers on the roster. Um, and this was 2020, right as COVID hit. Um, you know, so that was our full 2019 roster. I think right now I have about 24 uh, 25 volunteers on that roster. So my roster has been cut in half. And, you know, obviously my ministries, uh, you know, we were doing a, a Wednesday night, a Thursday night, and then three services on Sunday. Um, and now we're doing just a Wednesday and two services on Sunday. So obviously it's going to shrink, but we have less volunteers. But I think another trend we notice is that the volunteers we do have are hardcore. What I mean by that is that they really love what they do. I don't think there's a single uh, volunteer in my ministry that is not hoorah and gung-ho for these preteens, uh, loving on them well. And so what I've really found is that when you get a volunteer that sticks, you don't just have a warm body in the room. Uh, Post-COVID, you have someone that is committed to the gospel and sharing that with these students. Um, so the volunteers that we do have are good. But here's the thing that volunteers need uh, that sometimes they didn't need. Like I said, um, it used to just kind of be like, oh, okay, I go to church. I should volunteer, right? And so I'm going to do this thing. But like I said, post-COVID, people realize, oh, I don't want to just do things because I think I have to, right? Uh, I'm not just going to work this job because you know, it pays me money. There are other options out there. And so volunteers need a few things when you are recruiting um, for them to really stick around. And these are the trends that I've noticed in recruiting. Number one is that volunteers need the why, okay? Like I said, they, they don't have uh, a motive uh, if they don't know the why, right? They're not just going to join something because they think they should. They need to know the why you need them in your preteen or kids ministry. Next, they need the connection. They need to feel connected um, to a group. Um, one of the big things post-COVID is that uh, people realize that they, uh, they need a connection and they want a connection and they uh, crave that, uh, you know, that exclusivity. Um, of like a closed group, right? And your volunteer community is a closed group, right? Not anyone can be a part of it. Um, but when you uh, have a good connecting group, uh, it is uh, way easier for a person to join when they feel like they are part of a tribe, when they feel like they are a part of a community. Um, next, they need a role. Um, they need something to do. Um, and last but not least, they need to see the value in what they do. So I'm going to break these down. Um, and talk about these. Uh, and by the looks of, of our current timing, this will probably be a good two episodes um, because I think this is really important to dive to, into. Post-COVID, uh, recruitment is way different. I think we can throw out uh, a lot of the old ideas we had about, uh, you know, making a big call on stage or, you know, putting up a booth or whatever. Like, people need to know um, a lot of things. So first, like I said, is the why. People are no longer volunteers because they think they should be anymore, right? 
I'm just reiterating, COVID showed a lot of people that there's a lot of things they don't actually have to do anymore. They don't actually have to go into the office. They can work in their pajamas at home and be, I don't know, sometimes more productive, right? There's it's like just a lot of things, right? We don't actually have to go to the grocery store anymore. Someone can deliver it to me, right? Uh, a lot of convenience things and just a lot of societal changes. So when we're recruiting, we absolutely have to show the big picture. Why would somebody come into your preteen ministry or your ministry uh, and endure the chaos of uh, s- small children, uh, especially small children traumatized from COVID, right? Uh, you guys all know, like, these kids coming up are a way different breed than the kids pre-COVID. They are everywhere. So why should somebody come in, give two to three hours a week, uh, and deal with these crazy kids? What is your why? So what does that look like? How do you present the why to these people in your ministry? And I've got a few things that I've really been growing in and working on. Uh, is first, make sure that your current team knows the why. Your team is uh, essentially the best evangelists for your ministry. Um, most of my volunteers are not people that I have sought out, but somebody that has like, oh, hey, I know this person who said they were interested in ministry. Um, I told them a little bit about it, um, and they uh, they sounded interested. And it's like, if your team doesn't know the why, then when they're telling a friend or uh, somebody who's interested about it, they may not communicate that well, and they may lose the connection right there. Make sure that you know the why. Also, make sure your why is visible and coherent. Make sure your why is visible and coherent. And when I say visible, I mean physically visible. We have our why on one of our big banners um, for our team and for our students. And make sure it is coherent, as in not like, uh, we don't need like the Nicene Creed or you know the Westminster Confessions. You know we need something simple and easy uh, that our uh, you know people can really grasp. And, and and mine is here: build strong relationships, make wiser choices, and develop a deeper faith. Our goal in our preteen ministry is to have a student when they leave have built strong relationships with each other and with leaders to know how to make wiser choices, and to have developed a deeper faith. That is my why. And every Sunday, I have started quizzing my volunteers. Hey, what's our why? Uh, And and not to shame them, because I haven't done a great job of of teaching them that why. Uh, But, you know, two weeks ago, I did it, and they were like, "Mm, don't know. And then this week, I did it, and they were like, uh building wise choices and i was like you're almost there right uh and i'm going to keep doing this until like i can just say it and they list it off because i want them to know their why why are they doing this and we are having an impact in their life uh second create a team that believes in the why as well uh and that goes back to the first make sure your current team knows the why uh make sure that they believe in the why so that when they are asked they can share the vision Uh, because you want them to be able to display it. My goal in uh, ministry is that if I were to die in a tragic parachuting accident, that every single person in my ministry could take up the mantle of it and do it successfully, even if it doesn't look the same, because they will have the same heart and why behind that, and that is to help them build strong relationships, make wise choices, and develop a deeper faith. 
So make sure that they believe in that. That means breaking it down, explaining it. I have a pre-service meeting each uh, week, and uh, I take time in that to break down those concepts and apply them. Uh, and I always try and tie it back to those three reasons. Um, as third, uh, when we're including the why, right? When you're recruiting, if you're presenting your ministry to somebody, uh, don't don't try and glamorize the ministry. Uh, glamorize the uh, value. Uh, and what I mean by that is don't try and, you know, like, oh yeah, we do an awesome camp in the summer and we have this really fun event where like everyone gets messy and crazy and each Sunday uh, we play these awesome games. It's like people people love that, right? People enjoy the fun. But once again, if they are, you know, a Christ follower and a believer, they want to know why they're in that ministry. And if all you're doing is talking up the fun you have, they're going to be like, well, what's the ministry happening in there, right? You're going to fall into that typical stereotype of, you know, youth ministry or, or, you know, kids ministry is just like babysitting and having fun, right? It's like a cool babysitter. And it's like, people don't want to be a cool babysitter. Uh, people want to know that I'm going to get to talk with the kid and present the gospel and change their life through Jesus Christ. That is what they want to know. They don't want to know um, that uh, you might get shot in the face with a glitter cannon. Now, those are all great things, so don't get me wrong, but that's not your pitch. Your pitch is that you, um, like I will say, if I'm presenting it, I say you are in the ministry to build strong relationships with these kids. Um, you are in the ministry to show them that they can make wiser choices and talk them through those. And ultimately, you get to help them develop a deeper faith in Christ. Those three things permeate every aspect of the ministry. And so when I am presenting the ministry, I want to show them uh, the value of their time. And that transitions great into the second thing because volunteers want to know the value that they have. Uh, right, recruitment and retainment are hand in hand. Um, right, I can recruit a hundred volunteers, but if I don't retain them, I'm still going to have zero volunteers. Um, so when you have these people onboarding, you want to make sure that you are continually presenting uh, the ministry in a way that keeps them engaged in it. Um, and by doing that, we want to show them the value that they would add as part of the team. What value can they add being part of the team? If a volunteer feels that there's no value that they're going to add in a role uh, or in a ministry, you're going to lose them fast. So make sure that you are presenting that value. Make sure that they see that, oh, I'm doing this and it matters, right? And it, it kind of ties back into the why, but this is a perpetuation of that, right? If I'm recruiting somebody, here's why I want you in the ministry. And when you step into the ministry, here's the value you will add to it. Um, and so adding and making sure people see this value uh, can come in several different ways. Uh, first is just personal uh, you saying, here's the value you add. Um, and then if they're in your ministry and you're retaining them, uh, you know, continuing to encourage that value. Hey, you may feel like you're just sitting behind a screen pressing a slide, but I see the way that you care about that. I see that you are um, you know, making sure that you are setting an environment that is good for our students to worship in. I've got one volunteer specifically who I'm saying this and I'm thinking of now and I'm like, dang, I need to send a text to him because he is always there um, and he's my computer guy. Uh, but he adds his own flair uh, to the computer uh, that, that sets students up for worship well and makes sure that they are presented the gospel well. So offer that encouragement explain their importance like i just said um hey you're not 
trying to corral uh, 16 fifth graders in a small room. You are presenting the gospel to these kids. And even if you feel like they are not listening a single bit, you are there and building relationships. And so encourage that um, and explain that as you know you're recruiting them. Hey, you want to lead kids, right? You're not just babysitting. You are adding value into your life. Uh, one that I would, uh, I'm hoping to implement but have not gone to yet is have others in your ministry and on your team share the impact they've seen on students. Nothing will get a team more engaged than when a fellow team member shares, right? I can share all the things I want, but I'm the preteen pastor, and despite what I want, that is going to carry a connotation. And they're going to say, oh, yeah, of course, you're the preteen pastor. You get paid to do this. You do this full time. Of course, you're going to see those results. I'm here two to three hours a week. So how am I going to see those results? But no, get some of those A-team volunteers, those that have been there, get them to share the wins they've seen in the ministry. Get them to share the value they've seen that they've personally added in the ministry, right? Um, and then ultimately, uh, this is something that I'm planning to do that I think is going to be really awesome, but have students share the impact that they have experienced, right? Students are not going to tell you outright, thank you so much for listening to me about my dog, right? But if we push, push them and encourage them, uh, they will really uh, have that opportunity to, uh, to share that, to share that love. And so I think that that is one of the best ways to um, show that they add value. So when we are recruiting these team members, we need to make sure that they see the value that they are adding because if they do not see the value they are adding, they're not going to want to stick around. So uh, convey that to them personally. Convey that with others. Convey that with the students. So I could keep talking forever, but I'm going to cut this in half. We have two more to go, and we will cover those next week um, in our next full episode. Uh, but remember when we're recruiting, the first two things we really want to look at is how are we presenting our why? Because people post-COVID are not just going to serve because they think they should. They're going to serve because they want to know the reason why? Uh, and then make sure that they see the value, right? What value are they going to add as a person in the ministry? And make sure that they really make that connection because that connection is important. Uh, next, we're going to talk about two more of the topics um, and wrap it all up next week. So I'm excited about that. And with that, I'm going to see you guys Monday for our nugget.